Floridian, meaning yes, Florida. and Caribbean. Yeah, you know, you know what they invented, too? Tell me. Early bird dining. <laughs> you can eat at 4 o'clock. 4.30, you get 20% off your bill. <laughs> My mother did that to me. I went home, we had lunch, right? And then at like 3.30, she goes, okay, we're going to dinner. I'm like... <laughs> I haven't digested my lunch. But it's cheap. We got to go it's now. It's cheaper. We're going right now. I'm like, and she goes, don't worry. You just take the what you didn't eat home with you and you eat it you later. later. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Florida. We have liftoff. That's it. Good day, y'all. And welcome to episode 53, Southern Cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm, well, There's nothing bad about Southern Cooking. <laughs> well. It'll fatten you right up. That's exactly right. <laughs> Although my grandmother, on my dad's side, used to like to put everything on high. Yeah. Still made it okay, but uh, she used to like have slimy okra. Slimy okra. Slimy okra. You need to fry it like popcorn. Like yeah. fry it. Yeah, but yes. But yes, most Southern cooking is like a big warm hug, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is. Yeah. Now, Phil, I only have Southern cooking experience from just family, yeah. right? And that sort of thing. What about you? Because you've traveled through the U.S. way more than I have. What have been your Southern food? Not barbecue? No, no. But it, it came late in life because I never went the further south I went was uh, South Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't have it. I mean, the first time I had grits mm-hmm. was at a Shoney's in Florida. Yep. Yeah, okay. And I say in Florida the right way. Florida. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and it's with red eye gravy. Uh, that yeah. has coffee in it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that was pretty good. I remember it. Yeah. You know, that's one of my first memories of having Southern food. So that, that was that was pretty good. And then probably after that is um, – you know, having stuff from New Orleans, yep. and that's you can't get more southern than that. No, that is right. And yeah, doing the grits with the, uh, and we'll talk about that later with shrimp. Uh, oh, that it, sounds it's good. so good, easy, easy recipe. Well, because grits are the easiest thing ever. Yeah, but uh, um, I miss my stepdad making that for me. Not the shrimp and grits, but just grits. Um, now, what is your favorite? Do you think my favorite? Well, that's that's a hard question. I got a lot of. Favorites. Yeah, I know. It's like I, I mean, picking. I love fried chicken. <laughs> that is true, and yeah. that goes all across. Especially it. candies, fried chicken, bogus fried chicken. We talked about that. <laughs> That's right. But I love you know, really good fried chicken, and mm-hmm. uh, and and probably the best ones are you know, unfortunately a store bought because you know they got all the right things to make it in. You know, doing that pressure cooker, fryers, and all that. And, yes. And uh, you know, you try making it at home, it's just never the same. You know? oh, yeah. And then you, of course, you always go to some place and you get pretty awful fried chicken that, you know, it's greasy because the, the fryer wasn't hot enough and things or like that. Or it's too salty. Sometimes I've had it. It's yeah, been like really salty. salty. Yeah. I don't like it when it's green. I like, you know, that crunchiness mm-hmm. and, and stuff and flavorful. And then, you know, when we're in Nashville, the hot fried chicken, oh, that was so good. Ugh. That, I, w- I wish I could enjoy that. I just wouldn't be able to do it. But I like watching other people oh, eat it when I'm seeing it on so TV. Good. Yeah. It's, it, and I mean, you don't have to get it hot, hot. They it's, do a sweet one too, don't they? Uh, well, a sweet one probably just do like a plain the, Louisiana sauce on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not really hot. It's all no. flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. So that's my friend. Yours? You got a favorite? Oh, biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy, yeah. That well, is, how do I forget, that's a breakfast. How do I forget that? Uh, yeah, because it's just sort of um, 
it was my mom. My mom never did it, yeah. but my dad, it'd be like a special thing. Like we would go out mm. and he'd take me and there's a place in Lockford, which is a bit of a drive country. And it is this diner where none of the chairs match, none of the coffee mugs match, like people bring in coffee mugs, yeah. you know, and the waitress is 80 if she's a day sort of thing. I've never ended a cup of coffee. But What's her name? Gladys? Probably. <laughs> um, and, you know, just two biscuits and then scrambled eggs. And, yeah, and sausage a gravy got to be good. It can't be oh, like glue. Yeah. No, no. This is n- like, I really think there was no packet involved. Yeah, no, like, it can't be packed. Good stuff done at packet. No. That's what gets me over here. Like, you go to a place and they, 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 they love putting gravy over, like, you buy chops or steak at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I want to taste the meat. I don't want to taste this gravy that came out of a tin. And, and it's, you know it's it powder. Has. It yeah. tastes like, yeah. It's no, I awful. don't like that. I don't like that either. But yeah, no. biscuits and gravy. And just a quick aside, because I know we've got a lot to get through this show. Yeah. When my dad was um, not well. Mm. So he, um, so I went to see him. And, you know, no, the taste is sort of the last thing to leave when you're not well. Yeah. yeah so I went to Caro's and got him a bis- biscuits and gravy. Uh-huh. And, I f- and he ate that. And oh my goodness. I had, you put a hot sauce on it? No, no. He liked it just like that. Right. But he was just like, oh, Barbie, this yeah. is so good. And I, I don't think I don't think he was as proud when I graduated from high school. <laughs> I, mean, was just so, I managed to make him very happy. That's so good. That's why I said it's and, like And, you know, just thinking about my probably my first genre uh, into Southern cooking. Yes. I remember having fried chicken on the train going from New York to California to go to Australia. Right. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. We took the Southern Pacific and that chicken was just like, oh, so good. I remember that as a kid. And the other thing I remember, my father made some Southern dishes. Oh, what did he That do? he probably got out of the army, one of his yes. buddies, right? He made SOS, which is like a cheap man's biscuits and gravy yeah. because you had the gravy, but you didn't have the biscuits. So, so you used- chipped beef, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you used uh, toast. Yes, that's right. I remember that. That's when mom makes tuna in white sauce, like- yeah. Tuna on toast, but yes, that, that sounds like an army dish. I remember my yeah. dad saying he ate that in the air force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have to make biscuits, and toast was easy. Toast was very easy, and actually, there is a dish that we'll talk about later that goes back to that. It was um, General Eisenhower's favorite oh. dish. There we go. Uh, no, uh, nothing like Ike. Nothing like Ike. That's right. Now we've got some housekeeping. Yep. So get the broom out. That's it. And the dustbuster. Okay. So we'll start up the listener discount. Look for that logo. That's right. On the website. And this is good for anybody who wants to buy online or click and collect. Not good in the store. So it's only a special yep. thing. And we're still in September. Unbelievable. It feels it like seems, the longest month. It is. September's eight weeks long. It seems that way. <laughs> this is the yeah, September. The lockdown month or something, you know, but that's why it's <sighs> yes. maybe seen so long. That's it. But um, Harvest is the code, the secret code, and you get your special discounts and everything to go with it. So look for it, put the code in. Yep. And you can even search on the search bar on the website, put in listener discount mm-hmm. and they will come up. Yep. And finally, last bit of a little housekeeping. If you want to uh, get to communicate with us is podcast at usafoods.com.au. We'll talk about more of that at the end of the show. That is right. Now, today's show, because Southern cooking is just as different as all the people in the U.S., is everything's different. So we're going to have a little bit of history and influences, not a big story, the regions mm-hmm. and cooking techniques. There's three mentioned, but I'm sure we can think of a few others, um, and favorite Southern dishes. So yeah. these are from 
Appalachia through to Florida, all around. Because I think people think the South is sort of Georgia and, you know. It is the South, Georgia. Well, no, but just that (laughs) bit, not that it sort of spreads a little bit. Well, I think it spread because people moved around and took it with them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not right. not the state, but you know the, the cooking. Yes, the yes. cooking. Yes. That is correct. Oh, wait a minute, Barbara. We just got a uh, a public service announcement here. That oh. We have to say because this is you know very important. Okay. Okay. All right. Thousands Listen of up. people might die. Okay. I'm and sounding the- like Dan Andrews now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, but- Phil. <laughs> and there's a uh, no vaccine for this problem. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Now, we know that salad could be deadly. Yeah, deadly boring. Yes. Yes, but a particular southern salad can kill you. And this specific one really can. Right. So you found it. It's poke salad. That is correct. So I guess you get poked with it. (laughs) It's made with uh, from poke weed. That's why it got the name poke. That's it. And so... but the salad itself sounds like it needs its own announcement, even if it wasn't going to kill you. It's pokeweed and scrambled eggs. Mm, pokeweed. I got to find out pokeweed. <laughs> Where are we going to get that from? Well, it's simple enough. It's still like a grain. It's so you probably get it grows in a swamp. Probably. <laughs> um, but pokeweed is actually poisonous unless it's properly boiled. And that has a lot of definitions of who's cooking it. That yeah. is that right. So if it's like some people, you just boil it till it just is dead and then it should not kill you. Yeah. Um, and if it goes well, it's considered a delicacy. Uh, and that's like, you know, Brennan threw this in, like the Japanese uh, blowfish. Who do the blowfish? Yeah. That's right. If they cut it right, you're all right. Yeah. So I'll let you do the next one. The first uh, president, we got two presidential facts oh, today okay. because I found one. Oh, yay. Yeah. I'll do the first one. This one is what I was talking about um, country captain. So this is a dish that was served so in the military. So that's the name of it. Is that the name of the guy? No, not the name of the guy. It is the dish. The dish so is com- country, country captain. captain. And it, it, it's very, I can see uh, an army cook with a big can of curry powder. So mm-hmm. country captain is said to have originated on the east coast of Georgia and where captains brought spices and recipes from India to their ports. It is stewed chicken cooked with tomatoes, onions, green peppers, Okay, and currants, which sort of throws it, and flavored with um, fragrant curry powder, resulting in a meal often served over steaming rice. Franklin Delano Roosevelt enjoyed the dish when he visited Warm Springs, Georgia, for polio treatment. And it was, I had read in other information, Eisenhower's favorite dish. And he made a joke. is like, if you can't stop it, meet me. At least bring me a container country captain at the train station. He wow. loved it. So there you, there you go. go. And now what's your presidential So mine fact? is has to do with rice also. Now, when we said we're going to do South Carolina, yeah. I remember watching on one of the news shows or business shows or something, these fellows from from Carolina. Yes. Okay. Now, Carolina had their own breed of rice and it was dying out because it was being overtaken by, you know, other popular rices yeah. that are cheap to cook, uh, cheap to harvest and all that. But this golden rice mm-hmm. was very special. Right. And it goes all the way back to TJ. It's what his friends called him. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas <laughs> okay. oh, it's, a, it's a double fact, Phil. It's yeah, a presidential fact. and Thomas Jefferson fact. Yeah. yeah. GW called him TJ. <laughs> uh, so in 1787, yep. okay, Jefferson was the American minister to France. Yes. And he did some espionage. Oh, I also—that's a big word. He did some he did some things when he yeah. was in France. I would imagine he's well. I don't know if he was sowing the uh, harvest of the <laughs> of the rice, but anyway, he wanted to find out where the Italians were getting their barrio rice. 
rice, you know, oh, the rice that yes. they were using. So he went on a mission and he found this gold rice, golden rice, mm. right? And he decided, well, I got to get this back to South Carolina. He remembered it the, the, because it was really popular. Remember Carolina, yes. the extra long grain rice. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's how the song went, right? Right, okay. sort of, yes. And um, so that was the rice. And then it just like died out. Okay, so these guys brought it back. But anyway. Oh, I like that. So what Thomas Jefferson did, he smuggled it. He put it in his trench coat, all he could take out. And it was almost as bad as trying to smuggle, you know, pork chops into Australia, right? Because, <laughs> you know, besides getting a fine, they'll kill you. It was Thomas Jefferson. It doesn't make any difference. It was a an offense that will give you the death sentence. Probably the French one, anyway, you know. But yeah. that's what it was. So he brought it in and uh, and said that it was because the Americans need for their agriculture. That's fantastic. Yeah. So he smuggled in all that he can bring in. So uh, there we go. So and I he like didn't get caught, fact. and he made himself a hero. And uh, rice, uh, you know, became a big crop in uh, South Carolina. Yeah, and we're actually we're going to talk about that in a little bit when it comes to the different. Um, Types of uh, or the different regions because um, the Gullah re- the Gullah food region they use a lot of rice and mm. it goes back to that so that is fantastic yeah. so anyway so they have the uh, Gold Rice Foundation oh so yeah it's uh, something to look for I've never seen on the shelves I'm sure they've going down North uh, South Carolina or probably North Carolina but North Carolina South Carolina North Carolina their biggest crop after tobacco is sweet potatoes. Right. Yeah. Or well, yams. Or well, can you, could, like, would you get shot if you brought in a bag of rice? Probably. No, well, no, as long as it's degerminated, but, you know, then it depends on. I'm sorry. I'm bringing this up, people. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going through another rant. No, we're no. not going through a rant. Okay. I was just thinking of that. I know. If I see it, I'll bring it. Do you know, uh, please, because mm-hmm. I want to see it. It's like, Zena came to visit me when mm-hmm. and my mother sent him, I've told the story. My mother sent a bagel with her. She yeah. made it through customs. She made it through immigration. She came out and it was like, like around, like down her <laughs> shirt. And she just <laughs> threw it at me. She's oh, like, your mother made me take this. And I was so afraid I was going to get arrested. <laughs> it was worth it. Though. Well, when I worked in a bake bakery, you know, back then, and there was only bagels really out of New York. And so anybody was traveling, they would come in the night before they go on the airplane and buy a dozen or two dozen uh, bagels and pack them in their bags. I believe it. It's well worth it. Yeah. yeah and then they were a big hit wherever they were going. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our first break. Here da, we go. Da, da. We'll see you in a moment. Okay. We're back. Yes, and we, we got to talk real fast because this has got to happen very quickly. We have a lot to get through. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Southern food. (laughs) It is two. We're going to do some history and influences. So get ready. Take notes. Um, Southern food is too complex and very to um, go to an original origin story. While the influences are many, there are major cultures to consider: Native American, West African, and European. And different ingredients define the uh, define the Southern states more than any other part of the country. So I love when our podcasts carry on. I love when they like shake hands with each other. Native American, that's right, Native American. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the the soup, the three sisters, tomato squash and hominy. Yep. So it's tomato squash, corn, hominy, and grits, and deep pit barbecuing are borrowings from indigenous people of um, of the region. So Cherokee, Cato, Choctaw, and Seminole. 
Now, so, now they all own the casinos. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. So you can go to the buffet and have a yeah. free drink at the slots. Um, European. So you've got <laughs> Old World. So British and Irish European colonists introduced sugar, flour, milk, eggs, and some livestock. And you forgot if it's Irish. So you forgot the uh, whiskey. Whiskey. Yes. yes. God bless them and some potatoes, I'm sure. But we'll get to them in a second. That's really big in Appalachia. Mm. So that's an interesting. And I'm just thinking about it now with the Irish also music, the fiddles. Yeah. See, they are the same. Uh, you know that country music show, that big, yeah. you know, like like um, the baseball, what's his name that does the Civil War and all those? Oh, Ken, Ken Burns. Ken Burns. They were talking about that. Oh. Now people came over with the fiddling. and So West African as well. So enslaved West Africans introduced black-eyed peas, okra, rice, eggplant, sesame, sour gum, melons, and various spices. And, you know, the food was brought over with the people. So many Southern foodways are um, local adaptations of old world traditions. Um so Appalachia, so the Scottish and British is their things. For instance, they the full breakfast, like the big fry up and yep. the big country breakfast, that comes from English roots. Wow! Um, so the Granny uh, Benny uh, Denny's, not Benny's <laughs> Denny's Grand Slam breakfast. The Grand Slam. Yeah. How much is it now? I keep thinking it's a dollar ninety nine. It has to be, but it was dollar ninety nine and six ninety nine for a cup of coffee. <laughs> Endless fun. But, but yeah. it was bottomless. That's right. But yeah. the tiniest cups. Um, Pork, once considered informally taboo in Scotland, has taken the place of lamb and mutton. So they adapted there, and um, ch- and instead of chopped oats, Southerners have traditionally eaten grits, a porridge made from hominy. Certain regions, um, so certain regions have been infused with different. So, so the Scots didn't traditions. like pork. It was like, oh, you eating pork? I, I eat know. freaking haggis. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's like that line from um, 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 Pulp Fiction is like, I don't eat no pork. What is it? I don't eat no pig. Oh, I don't dig on swine. I don't dig on swine. That is it. Um, Now, Louisiana. So we have Creole cuisine, which draws upon French cuisine, West African and Spanish culture. So there's a mix of all there. You've got the big word in there, vernacular. Vernacular. I can say vernacular. Yeah. I remember three Susan vernacular. Could you take that? (laughs) It's your vernacular. No, it's not judgy. It's a derby. Oh, my God. This is going well, folks. Yeah, I know. We're we're speeding up time, right? Yeah, it's the cannolis hit me. Um, And floor bean cuisine is Spanish-based with um, Caribbean or Caribbean? How do you say that? There's, you yeah, know, well, tomato, I, tomato. Uh, I say Caribbean influences. Yeah, Caribbean. Yeah. And Tex-Mex has a considerable Mexican and Native American influence. And it's got, but it uses new world vegetables. So corn, tomatoes, squash and peppers and barbecued meat. And so, in Southern Louisiana. Oh, West, wait, wait, wait. Yes? You're going ahead. You're not, I got to get something in here. Okay. Go, go, go. So, so with Floridian, meaning yes, Florida. And Caribbean. Yeah. You know, you know what they invented too? Tell me. Early bird dining. <laughs> you can eat you, at 4 o'clock? 4.30, you get 20% off your bill. <laughs> My mother did that to me. I went home, we had lunch, right? And then at like 3.30, she goes, okay, we're going to dinner. I'm like, I haven't digested my lunch. But it's cheap. We got to go it's now. It's cheaper. <laughs> we're going right now. I'm like, yeah. and she goes, don't worry. You just take the what you didn't eat home with you and you eat it you later. later yes. Oh, my God. Yes, Florida. <laughs> okay, Southern Louisiana. West African influence have, you know, with dishes as gumbo, jambalaya, and red beans and rice. Yeah. So there's yeah. a little bit of that. And we did uh, a whole thing about all that, this yeah. Louisiana and Creole cooking. Yeah, so Creole and Cajun. So mm. this is the Creole. Creole cuisine makes good use of 
crawfish, crab, oysters, shrimp, and saltwater fish because it's on, on, on the, the bay. The, yep. That's it. And coffee blended with chicory. Um, and, you know, we go back to that. That was something they used to fill in when you couldn't get coffee yep. during wartime was yeah, the chicory. Tastes like coffee. Yeah, we get that at work sometimes. It's like Postum. Remember Postum? Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, And, you know, beignets. Mm. And jambalaya is a popular Louisiana origin dish of uh, Spanish, French, and West African. Now we get the low country country. as opposed to the high country. Well, it's funny because looking through all these, like I was thinking, you got Tex-Mex, you've got this, you've got that. But I was like, low country? I didn't know low country, but you've been to the low country. I it's guess in the I Carolinas. have. I looked like this, yeah. So um, the re- I've been to Cape Fear too. Oh. Yeah, that's really. I only sort of like like made up. And I'm driving. We're driving down in Carolina, and Cape Fear. Wow, oh, this that. exit. <laughs> Got to go right now. Um, I was just thinking of De Niro in that one. Yes, so the Carolinas and Georgia, the coastal region, share many food resources from the Upper Gulf Coast. Fish, shrimp, oysters, rice, and okra. Hopefully not how grandma made it. Um, It also displays some similarities, but it's not the same as the Creole and Cajun cuisines. Um, And the Upper South favors pork, sour gum, and whiskey. So Irish people must have gotten there. And the Low Country favors seafood, rice, and grits. Yeah, it makes sense because they're close to the water and these guys Uh, are out in the fields. I could live on that diet of just shrimp and all that sort yeah. of good seafood. Um, and signature dishes that remain popular are Hop and John, which we have at our house on, not this house, mom's house on New Year's Day, and rice pudding because you got that rice of the Carolinas. Yeah. And uh, now, Appalachian cuisine. Mm-hmm. So anyone watch Ozark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be part of it. So – it uses, so we've got to think of the British one. So it uses butter extensively, but doesn't really use cheese. Yeah, and eats eats a lot more wild game. Is that roadkill? Yeah, no, eat eat more possum. Possum, that's right. There, actually, I saw a recipe for possum something, and I was yeah. like, I'm just moving on from that. Yeah, possum a squirrel. It's eatable. That's right. Uh, European fruits, because they're in the mountains, so it's colder. So they've got apples and pears, and mm. that's the same with um, – some of the grains, and they use a lot of berries. Yeah, and you got street f- sweet fried apples. Oh, we got that in a tin. So we that's did. where the origin comes from. I Yeah, I thought that when I was reading that. Yeah, so then you have that as a side dish when you're having pork. I didn't do that. You I see. made cobbler out of it. Oh. oh. I did bring it into work. Did you eat it? You no. Mind? No, I must yeah. not have uh, Sorry. Uh, and then biscuits and gravy are evidently a classic Appalachian dish. Now- Phil, the next yeah. thing is Cajun. Now we've covered Cajun considerably. Yeah, so in a few I think we, because of the uh, the time here, we'll just go. Yeah, we'll just go the Trinity though. So yeah. we go celery, bed, pe- bell peppers, and onions are really important. And you got the whole jambalaya. Yeah, the barbecuing, the frying, the grilling, yeah. the oh, frog's that- legs, the crawfish, the bodine, oh. the gumbo. Okay, we've yeah. done it. Okay, okay, now let's go on to gala. Is that gala? Gala. Gala. Because it's people that came from. Um, so enslaved people that were brought over from Sierra Leone, Senegal, and Angola. And they, one of the things is they think Gullah comes from saying Angola incorrectly. Oh. So anyway. So it was created by former slaves who migrated, or enslaved people that migrated to the Sea Islands and coastal districts of South Carolina. So they have 
uh, after the Civil War, they have really kept to themselves. So their food is really their own and, and special. Seafood, rice and lots of vegetables are used in a variety of stews and one-pot meals. Mm-hmm. Ground nut soup, also known as peanut soup, uh, made of chicken or vegetable broth, peanut butter, evaporated milk, sautéed onions, etc. And we had a peanut soup when we had that yeah. really good soup dried soup line. Yeah, that, that was nice. That was very yeah. nice. Um, there's a dish called gullah yeah, they rice. They call it was Jimmy Carter soup, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> it would make sense that way. And um, gullah rice was made with diced is made with diced chicken breast, chopped tomatoes, chicken or vegetable broth, and probably your uh, golden rice, mm. uh, diced carrots, bell peppers. So there it's going back to the Cajun roots. And a one-pot dish almost identical to an African dish called jollof rice that's eaten in many African countries along with the coastal, the coast of the continent. There you go. So there, I, and they have stayed in this one little area. So um, looking at the history, and so the enslaved people that were there, they can actually tie all their lines because they've kind of kept on their own. So Yeah, they, they kept their own little cuisine. Yeah, they yeah. just got out of the way and just did their thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really, I'm going to read more on that because I found it really interesting. So now one of my favorite foods is soul food. Ooh, good for the soul. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And so, so you're talking about like chitlins and stuff like that? And, and cobbler and green, all mm-hmm. these things that sort of cross over. And all those good vegetables, which they put bacon fat in. <laughs> Everything is better with bacon and butter, but bacon especially. Um, so – a lot of the soul food dishes sort of bring it from all over okra, rice, um, and they were the slaves were given meager, like really small rations that weren't worth anything to the slave owners, right. and so they made these amazing yeah, you dishes make from it. Yeah, and so that people are still eating today. Um, so, and you got your greens and your okra and all of that, and, and other dishes, yeah, and t- probably the greens that they were eating. Eat. The plantation owns would never touch yeah, collard greens and mustard greens. Yeah, it's bitter. They, they look like weeds. Well, yeah. on the tops of the turnips, turnip greens, yeah. it's like it is the waste, but yeah. it's not. It's beautiful when mm. it's made it's itself. It's healthy for you too. It's- exactly. And um, so other t- other dishes that take American ingredients and prepare them in ways reminiscent of African dishes, like with collard greens. Now, here's yours, the four o'clock dinner. Yeah. <laughs> the Floribian. Floribian. Yeah. So – that is different from the rest of, rest of the South. It says even within Florida. It's a mixture of Cuban, Haitian, and Spanish. Yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the first thing I think about is black bean soup. Oh, yeah. yeah Cuban black bean soup. Uh, that is magnificent. I've had that. And it has seafood and poultry and fresh ingredients and the use of fruits and juices. Yeah. And, you know, like when we were over in the Caribbean over in uh, – uh, Paradise Island, wherever that is, you know, this is like 90 miles off the coast of Florida. Yeah. And, you know, you go over the bridge from Jamaica into Paradise Island, underneath the bridge there, you just go down there with Johnny. They had the big conks. You <laughs> oh, know, yeah, yeah. Conquistador shells. They would pull the meat out of that, you know, bang it, you know, chop it up, and then pour some fresh lime and some fresh uh, peppers on it. Oh, like a ceviche. Oh, oh that would God, be was so good. good. And then right after we left there, then they closed it all down because it was gone for years because somebody got sick. Oh. Like, yeah. why rat on it? They were probably sick anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, the fun out of things. Jeez. Do you know? Like, sorry, I read in uh, back of a cake box, mm-hmm. and it said, "So you mix your two eggs 
with the mix, don't eat the batter. It contains raw eggs. I oh. said, like, okay, I'm 52. I've been eating cake batter at least for 51 of those years. <laughs> I've yeah. made it. Not yeah. that I'm saying anyone do yeah, that. I like that to put the caution label on the coffee at McDonald's because Too it's hot. hot. Caution hot. Oh, it says it's hot coffee. I know. I'll, I'll, or peanut butter. It contains peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I love that. They got think everybody's a schmuck. Well, is that what we've done to ourselves? Maybe yes. I think so. Now back to this for just briefly. These dishes are less heat than the dishes that inspire them. I use gentle flavoring such as mango, papaya, rum, mm. almond, coconut, key, key lime. lime. Mm. Yeah, and home honey, honey. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> honey, it's honey. Oh, honey. Hi, without the Y. Okay. And now I will not talk as fast now. Okay. Cooking techniques. There we go. Baking. Now, you're the baker. I am the baker. Give me a cobbler. Give me a pie. Mm. Give me some biscuits. Cornbread. Oh, my God. All those things are fantastic. So, And like things of cornbread in a pan or a skillet. There's all these things depending on whose house you're in. Do you want to do it like that or that? Do you want to have pancakes or do you want to have corn pun? I got you. Yep. Yeah, that sort of thing. Johnny cakes. Johnny cakes. That's right. Back to the Sopranos. Sopranos. Got him in trouble, his love of Johnny yeah. Cake. Um, but it's on the on the directions on a box of Jiffy too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It Been is there for years. Um, and a, so in cobbler deep dish, fresh fruit hmm. with a biscuit type dough on the top. And I think that is mostly for desserts and things, but it just makes you feel damn good. <laughs> That's all it does. Baking <laughs> desserts, it's made to be. It is good. just yeah. It's heaven or breakfast, like Imagine, a warm biscuit. You know, but when you when you go out to dinner, well, yes. remember that those days. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no matter what the dinner was, you always remember the dessert more so than yeah. You know, oh, we just spent sixty five dollars on your your entree, but you remember the twelve ninety five dessert. That's exactly right. And to give you a little secret. I actually look at the dessert menu first, and then realize, work backward. And work backwards. See, okay, well, I'm not going to eat that because I'm going to eat this. Dessert. That's exactly right. I've got to get my dessert stomach ready for that one yeah. after I do that. Now, smothered mm-hmm. is another cooking technique. That's such a great word, isn't for it? Cooking smothered, Sm- yeah. smothered pork chops and smothered chicken. It's oh like, yeah, you, you think it's oh, this is going to be really good. Well, actually, after all the stuff I was reading the last week about different recipes, I got really hungry for smothered pork chops. I thought that I might just bust that out. So um, it's really, it's braising in a covered skillet is what it is. So, and it's usually with, you know, a nice sauce or a gravy over the top. So so smothering is easy as searing a piece of meat on both sides on a hot skillet, then pouring some broth or water over the meat, covering it and letting it simmer till it becomes tender. And uh, it's slow cooking. That that is it. So it just falls falls away. And so some of the uh, things you can smother, like you said, with pork chops and chicken, is cabbage, cabbage, okra, corn, tomatoes, pork chops, or crawfish étouffée, étouffée. are some of examples of that as well. Mm. Well, I think étouffée means to smother. Yeah, I think it does too, from what I remember. Um, and frying is. Would have to be one of my all time favorite to consume. I'm not. I don't fry a like lot. Turkeys. Yeah. What is? What happens when you do that? You could have the fire fryer. <laughs> fire fryer. That's it. Uh, then you have to smother it out with yeah. some gravy. Um, but frying, as we talked about, chicken, mm. okra is amazing. Yeah, deep fried. 
Uh, all could go so many different ways because you also could have it as pickled. Yes, and it's so good pickled yeah. as well. Well, pickled and then fry it. It's like fried pickles. Ooh, ooh I haven't mm. done that before. I'm sure somebody does it. I'm sure there's restaurants that- There uh, has to be. Yeah. If not here, or somewhere else. Now, here is a little bit of controversy as well oh. because frying, like fried chicken and things, yeah. so- Two influences. So this one area of Scotland, so not, you know, just this one small area, they would fry their chicken. Everyone mm. else would, you know, braise it or bake it, right. right? So those are the people that came to Appalachia. So there's fried chicken there and also from West Africa. So oh. they fried as well. So Where did they get the Mazzola oil from? <laughs> it's corn oil, so it has to be like the middle of the country yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but like in Iowa? Africa, what oil are they? Probably palm oil. Palm oil? Yeah, yeah that's right. Maybe peanut oil. I don't know. But so that's an interesting thing. So you can just say it came from here. But now, actually, our, this area yeah. contributed to it as well. Mm-hmm. Now, we have got a bajillion. Oh, favorites. Favorites. So a lot of them we talked about. Yeah. So we'll go through some of the um, other ones that we haven't talked about, like fried green tomatoes. Have we talked about those? Yes. No, no, not really. I think we just covered it. First of all, the movie was great. I'm older and I have more insurance is my favorite line from that movie. <laughs> but they are good. Oh, they are nice. great. So you do that in a bit of, like when I've had it and I've made it in a bit of cornmeal. Yep. And flour. Oh my God. It's mm. so good. And that's like your nice pre-ripened tomatoes and it's good at a at summertime dinner table. Now, we have to talk about this, banana pudding. Yep. Because people... People here are making it like no one's business. Anytime we get Nilla wafers in. Yeah, that's the essential ingredient to banana pudding. That's right. Yeah, that and just regular vanilla pudding, I guess. Well, we got we just got butterscotch back in. Oh, I know. Butterscotch and bananas. Oh, but that would take away. That would be its own. That would be like um, a banoffee. A banoffee. A banoffee pudding. I remember him, Joe Banoffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Uh, Hey, Joey B. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, you said this this most southern you went was like South Bronx. So yeah. it's like Hoppin' John for another reason. It's like some other person called Hoppin' John. Now, um, so people make this all the time here. And you can use vanilla or banana pudding. I personally think you use your vanilla pudding in slices of banana. It makes mm. it fantastic. Yeah. Now. It's good comfort for funerals. Well, like back to potlucks. Yeah. Just take a big old, that makes everyone feel better. Have some yeah, banana pudding. Sweet ending for a summer supper. It's because it's cold. You, mm. know, you don't have to cook it. No, and it's- Especially with instant pudding. The old puddings you have to cook. That's right. You can make it look pretty in a glass bowl, too, if you mm. layer it nicely. Put the Artfully put the Nilla wafers up the side. Yeah. And then uh, we did gumbo a yes, few times. Yes, we talked about gumbo, and that is a southern favorite. And peach cobbler, we've mm. talked about. Yeah. And Senate bean soup. So, this is funny, because it's been on the Senate menu, of the Senate of the United States of America menu, every day since 1903. And we used to sell that mix as well with the front, yeah, yeah, frontier mm. mix. That mix is going to say, why can't we get that back in again? Someday? I don't know. We'll, we're going to try to do it for next because it's a winter. Yeah, you need it item, in winter. So we'll try to get it in. But I mean, well, if, as long as we could get stuff in at all, you know, yes. going with the global pandemic and, on shipping, and then um, our woes locally as well. So many people yeah. buying and trying to get it out, but. That was it's a it's a white bean soup and it it, it, it actually originated in I th- in the south and then you know essentially our capital is in the south Probably and that's Senator where it John is. John Thurmond brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> it was a- yeah, my dad. 
Yeah. Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, uh, the tomato sandwich. I love tomato sandwich. I was going to say, my dad was a huge favorite of it. You got to have the white so bread. So simple. Yeah. Tomato, he, great tomatoes right off the vine, you know, like yeah, the beef Still stuff. like warm because yeah. the sun's still sun warm and ground pepper and salt. And mayonnaise. Mayo. Oh, yes. Uh, Enough yeah. mayonnaise where you bite into it and the squishes. tomatoes just squishes right out. <laughs> Oh, they are a favorite. And that just makes you think of summer and, you know, yeah, relaxing and great. it's hot. Yeah, especially tomatoes. Like when, when you really get good summer tomatoes oh, and yeah. corn. Well, and now, you know, you, when hopefully all the markets will be open. Yeah. And you can get some really good varieties still, it, it, if you don't grow yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, it, probably the better varieties here are the Adelaide are oh, really yeah, good. Oh, yeah. They are beautiful. They are like rippled. Yeah, rippled and they're full of flavor. I grew um, one. It was like something zebra, but it was like purpley. It was mm. almost black. It was so good too. Really rich. Now, chess pie. Now, when I make that crack pie that I make, yeah, which is use cornmeal and vinegar or eggs or things like that to thicken it up, and that goes back to people not having a lot and making a nice dessert. Um, actually, pecan pie and shoe fly pie, they're chess pies, like the oh, okay. gooey center. Yep. And they think the name chess pie came from it went into the chest, like the oh, whole the, chest. Yeah. Uh, and then it just got morphed over the years. Like, you know, we like to mess with our words. Mm. Now, I'm going to have you do this one. <laughs> what? Burgoo. Burgoo. Brunswick Sue's Kentucky cousin. Yes. So burg- the burgoo. As the saying goes, if it walk, crawl, or flew, it goes into bogu. <laughs> so whatever you can catch. Whatever you can catch and kill. Yep. Or scrape off the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a kind of a gamey soup. Mm. But um, yeah, there's an area that's very famous for it. Now, you talked about this next one before. Yep, the sun shrimp and grits. But their recipe here, so it says the ideal combination of creamy grits, fresh shrimp, and a rich tomato-based sauce. Now, when I had it down yep. in Vegas, at uh, there's a New Orleans restaurant down there. Right. There's two of them now. Um, very simple. And it, it was easy to figure out the recipe. So yep. it's grits with like cheddar in it. So you have yeah. creamy grits, cheesy. Yep. Put that in the plate. Then you get your shrimp or catfish or whatever fish you want. Yep. Drench it in butter, melted butter. Then some uh, Tony Cacherets or yep. Sloppy Mama, whatever you want to mm-hmm. use. Put that on lightly because sometimes it's too overpowering. Yep. Then pan fry it and stick it into the grits. You know, so especially with the, the shrimp because the shrimps are firm. Yeah. Stick it right in there. You know, Little and that's, that's, out. that's how they go. Oh, yum. Mm. Oh, I now want to buy shrimp. I've got yeah. some grits yeah. in the cabinet. And, and just some Cajun seasoning. That's it. Oh. It's just so simple. Well, but isn't that the trick though? It's it's. Simple food seasoned well. Yes. It doesn't have to have a lot of fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, Back mom, to Hop and John again. Th- that's right. And I was going to say, my mom didn't know about that till. well, she may have heard about it, but she never made it, I don't think, until she and Herman got married because he's from Louisiana. Louisiana. That's it. So it, is, it became a promise of posterity, prosperity when served for the new year. It comes together with a perfect blend of rice and black-eyed peas, usually flavored. Here we go. Yeah, ham hocks and bacon. Mm-hmm. Could be better. And then Herman makes greens with, yeah. with like yeah, with the, with the leftover grease that comes from oh the ham God, hocks and the yes. bacon. Oh, it is. Yeah. But, you know, like I'm just thinking about like in our ter- Italian heritage. Yeah. So like on Christmas Day, uh, not Christmas, New Year's Day. So you guys had the Hop and John. Yep. 
So we ended up with like broccoli soup. <laughs> but they're just broccoli and water, basically. You said that. Yeah, really flavorful or just steam it in the microwave. Just put a little water in it. Glad wrap, steam it for a minute and a half, the broccoli. Fresh lemon on top of it yeah. and olive oil. And it is Yum. And even the juice out of it that you drink in that broth, it's just like, I used to, as a kid, we just love it. So we had that and fresh chicken. So go outside. I remember when my grandma lived in the Bronx down, you know, you could look out the window on the yes. fifth floor and look to the right. And there was the kosher chicken farm. Oh. And she used to sound like my father and my uncle out there. Go get two chickens, right? Make sure they're hens. Right. Yeah. And they slaughtered them right there. And when she made that chicken soup to go for for New Year's Day, because because you expected to be partying all night long, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's restorative. So, yeah, it was so sweet that meat. Oh, right. that you can be never beautiful. taste anything like that now unless you live on a farm. Yeah, my yeah, it's fresh chicken. And when, yeah. Brendan has a funny story about his pa and chickens, but <laughs> <laughs> I will tell that later. On to oh, you know what I had today. I had little, I walked out into the shop and I said, I need a little bag of Fritos. Oh, a little tiny bag. So you got to do the Frito pie. I could have done the Frito pie. Yeah. So it is basically what? Chili on Fritos. That's that's it. Open the bag and the bag is a little uh, so don't look out. And yeah. oyster casserole. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I ever had that. I don't think I have either. I have read about it. Mm. But well, you got oyster pies, or scalloped oysters, oyster casserole right home in many southern. Southerners have for Christmas. So any of you guys that live down south that listen to this, give us, us some of those recipes. Tell us what it's like. Absolutely. Because yeah. um, I like oysters, but I like oysters. Rockefeller, I've never made a dish that has oysters that are cooked in it, like yeah. a casserole. And we got the best oysters in the world right here. Oh, no. We yes. are very lucky. Mm. And Dolores, every time she went out and they were on the menu, she went straight for it. Now, we'll skip Brunswick stew because yeah, that was really like the burgoo. And we- Talked about poor boys before. Yes, we have and certainly biscuits gravy. We, yeah, did. we did fried pork chops. We did, oh, and then we got congeli. It's congealed. Congealed salad. Jello salad, your favorite. Oh god! So why don't you just say Jello salad? Well, oh. I because I was using the correct term, and Jello is a brand name. Oh, sorry. Well, it could be a gelatin salad. It could be. Oh, it could be congealed. It just look. You know what? It is like the well, like congealed, the word. It's congealed. I think congealed would be more like head cheese. Well, that head cheese is congealed as well, but yeah, that is yeah. yeah. But this is the uh, salad mm-hmm. that we have discussed at length. Yeah, and hummingbird cakes. We talked about that. We have deviled, deviled eggs. We did that over Christmas. Yeah, because you do your Italian deviled eggs are yeah, much different to mine. Yeah, and they're they sweet. sound good. And I think right now, if Mom's listening, she'll go. Oh, I haven't made that yet. I'm going to try that. Yeah, and uh, grits. We. Just was going over the grits. We got, were. We got yellow grits and white grits. Yes, that's right. I think, and I've, they both taste the same. They do exactly. <laughs> and we usually get a couple of different brands, like Jim Dandy. Yeah. Of course, we bring them in because we don't know what we're going to get, so we order both because people love grits. Yeah. It's a very traditional thing, but a lot of our customers, and they don't have grits, they're not happy. No. So we try to keep everybody happy. And I think we need to talk to the people at Quaker with the way they package them in the oh, paper bag. They do that purposely. Just so, yeah, because because they know that there'll be at least ten to twenty percent that you got to throw away, mm-hmm. and it never goes back to them to say, "Oh, I need a credit on this," because all the supermarkets will just throw them out. It is so sad because here's this bag of grits that has been put, you know, in a factory sealed, and then it's gone to several different places. Then it gets on a boat. Yeah, it comes to us. I pick it up 
for a customer, my thumb goes through it. Yeah. It's just like- It's in a bag, the old type of bag. But the thing <laughs> is, a lot of the damage comes on because it's it's not in a box. It comes in a- Paper? paper not paper, a plastic wrapper. Oh, that's right. A thin plastic wrapper. So when it goes onto the pallets and the fork truck comes There's by- no protection. Little bitty thing that sticks out, bang, there it goes. Yes. So that does happen a bit. Yeah. Now-, now Black and catfish. Oh, what are chicken oh, chicken and dumplings. dumplings. You know, my I've only ever had that a couple of times. My grandma made it. I loved it. But Brendan has a thing about doughy stuff, so yeah. I don't think I, I it's could. It's got to be done right. It's yeah. like matzo ball soup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think. That's, that's for the southern uh, Jewish population. <laughs> so if anyone's ever making chicken and dumplings, let me know. I just want a bowlful because uh, I don't think if I made a whole bunch of it, I don't think it would get eaten at mm. my house. But here we go. And then we got blackened catfish. Oh, fantastic. So, blackened fish that all came from uh, Chef Perdot. That is right. That, right. Is, that is. And we, you know, used to have the blackened seasoning, which is fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get, well, you still do. And it comes in and out. Yeah, when it does, yes. Yeah. And then uh, peanuts and Coke. Ugh, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. That's like boiled peanuts, right? Well, I, no, I have no idea. it's like you get your peanuts, like, you know, your bowl of peanuts that you'd have. Yeah. It's salted, I'm guessing, mm. and you throw them in, in the, the bottle of Coke. And so you try not to choke, firstly, <laughs> and then you're like chewing your soft drink. I don't, Look, please explain to me why this is good. Yeah, and also explain to us uh, about boiled peanuts, which I would never go near. I could, why would you boil a peanut? Oh, oh, do you know what I read about boiled? The, the you quote, eat the whole shell and everything. No, no, right? no. The quote was, it's best eaten outside because the the like the fluid – Oh. And the shells are, you know, you can spit them out on the ground. I mean, uh, that's just gross on a number of yeah. levels. And then uh, sweet potato pie, we talked about. Yes. The Thanksgiving one. We did. Collard greens with pot liquor. Pot, well, that's what they're calling the, the, oh, the water. Yeah. That comes with it because oh, it's The really, liquid is like, well, just what I talked about with the broccoli. Yeah, that's exactly right. The liquid right. Is, is good for you. That, and it's that's all exactly the nutrients right. Are now. You took it out of the plant, now you just put it in the water. So when, you know, people would sit, were sick, it was, you know, common to have the pot liquor. Mm. And, you know, and they just you could suck it up with a bit of cornbread, sup it up with a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> bit of cornbread. It's sort of like also when you make the, like a bone marrow soup and stuff, oh, because it's yeah. so healthy for you at all. Like when you're sick, yeah. you, you get that. You need mm. something of substance to build you back up. Yeah. And oh. then uh, cream corn. Oh. Now, any person that's been to a uh, American – Steakhouse, yes. cream corn or cream spinach is usually always on the menu, especially oh, cream yeah. spinach. I love cream spinach. Mm. But cream corn, now my mom does this trick with cream corn. She gets like a pie plate or something that big. She'll put a couple, she'll get the cans of cream corn and then she'll put like butter oh. and maybe a bit of sugar if I'm right. She can correct me. And then yeah. she bakes it again. So it gets like a Ooh. almost a crusty bit. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, when I was back in Kansas the last time, mm. So I spent overnight because I had to travel a bit. And with Aunt Ma- Ma- uh, oh, what's her name? Ma- <laughs> Marjorie. Margie. Margie. Aunt Margie. So it's my Rachel's great aunt, yep. Margie, and uh, my brother Norman's sister. Yep. So, uh, so she made corn. She did frozen corn, cooked it up. Yep. Then she got cream cheese and mixed it into it. So she made her own cream corn. Oh. And a little salt and pepper. Oh. Oh, that would be it's so good to make you slap your mama. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And again, very simple. Yeah. And really tasty. Probably 
out does the taste of canned cream corn well, because you get a fresher tasting on the corn. And then, you know, Philadelphia cream cheese. And once you heat it up, it melts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. All right, that sounds good. Fried, now, o- fried okra. Okay. We just talked we about that. We did talk about that. Please don't boil it. I love my grandma. Grandma Winnie, but don't boil it. And now, pimento cheese, we had a discussion before recording today. <laughs> Phil doesn't like it. Uh, well, maybe because the first time I had it was really, to me, was just awful. I mean, <laughs> I was down in Texas. Yes. And they said, oh, you got to try this, you know. And you think this is good? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I know it tastes like, you know, Velveeta mixed with pimentos and Miracle right. Whip. Well, you know, this one, the recipe it has here is shredded cheddar cheese, mm. mayonnaise, pimentos. So maybe you had cheap seats, maybe. pimento cheese. I know, but maybe they but, use a uh, mayonnaise <laughs> and they use Miracle. Miracle, oh, yeah. That might have been the whole thing. That can change everything. And it has to have some class because pimento sandwiches are huge at the Masters in Augusta. Yeah, well. <laughs> it has to be. They got to be doing something better with them than what I had. <laughs> maybe it cha- maybe it loses the recipe. The recipe changes once it goes between Georgia and Texas. Well, that well, I'm sure the people from Georgia and Texas will agree with you too. Yeah. Now, cornbread we've talked about a bit, but mm. you know that is corn, and we've had the I had talked about cream corn, etc. It is an American thing because it comes from maize. It's yeah. it's and our. Pe- you talk about cream corn. People do put cream corn in their uh, mix. Yeah. You can put whatever you want in it. Absolutely. Like you make Mexican over it. Just With the jalapenos. Jalapenos in it. Uh, and just yeah, spice it up. Cheesy ones too. Mm-hmm. Now, pancake. And this one's sour cream pancake. But pancake, we have discussed before. But it is one of the things I was going through. And it's like you're a true Southern woman when you know how to make a good pancake. Like yep. That is, you need to know a few things before you go off into your own home you need to learn how to do. Now, the next thing. Divinity. Now. My mom makes oh, this. Candy. It is, and I've made it before. So I've decided I'm making it and bringing it into work. Mm-hmm. I'll do it closer to Christmas. But it's just really light. It's almost like a, well, it is essentially in a meringue that you bring it to like the point to make it candy. So it, it has caro syrup in it as well. And you can chop little nuts in it like um, pistachios or pecans or whatever you like. And then you got uh, southern potato salad. So it's hot, cold. So it's hot. Is it hot or cold? You said hot. Well, cold. you can have it hot or cold oh, depending on way. what region you're from. Yeah. So, like German potato salad, it's hot. hot. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Now, my grandma Marge or Marjorie, she would yeah. hate to be called Marge, Grandma Marjorie. So, mom's mom, she made the potato salad that I've learned to make, which is cold. It's got hard boiled eggs in it. It's got mayonnaise, not Miracle Whip, mayonnaise, and um, sweet pickles and uh, mayo and all that sort of stuff yeah. in it. Now, Grandma Winnie from Oklahoma, she used to make it out of like mashed potatoes. Ooh, like the uh, Koreans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you go there and I'm like, I remember the first time I can see the dress I'm wearing. I'm yeah. really little. And I'm like, what's that? And I was like, that's mashed potatoes. I'm like, oh, that's potato salad. I'm like, intriguing. And then I think I went back for a second. And uh, now there's the whole boiled penis the thing boiled we're not potato. talking about again. And then pecan pie, we've been through that a few times. Yes. And then giblet gravy. Or as we say in my house, giblet gravy. Giblets. Giblets or chicken gizzards. That's it. Gizzards. All the the innards. Innards gravy. (laughs) But you used to get that little packet. You remember you get the fresh chicken, you get stick your hand in there, and you come out with this little packet of stuff? Of innards, yes. Yeah. They don't do that no more. 
No, and you know what? My mom used to fry the chicken heart for me. Oh. Because it was chewy and good. But you can't make good gravy like at Thanksgiving because the turkeys come with no no No, no, no. So you got to buy the chicken fillings to put into a turkey. Which is what do they do with the turkey stuff? <laughs> I know it's like, can you save me one? But the um, and the last turkey I got didn't have a neck. Like they'd cut the, you know, yeah. how they'd stick it in. Right, yeah, not gone. It was very disappointing. Dog food. Dog mm. food. Well, yeah. Well, I was yeah, going to give food, it to yeah. Ralphie, but he missed out because there was none. Yeah. Now yeah. barbecue. Been there all the time where you uh, talked about yep. with the mustard, the white, and the sweet, and yada yada. Yep. And red velvet cake. I don't think that's been. Well, the one thing that's changed here. So mm. it's. Oh, use beets. Make it that rosy color. You can use that. And also, so it was, came out of Baltimore, New York originally, but the South. Has loved it. Loved it. And they've taken it and they've changed the own. frosting to cream cheese frosting. Yes. So the one we know now is more Southern than original. Mm-hmm. Chicken fried steak. Oh. How good could that be when it's done oh. perfect? Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. And so, I had that at a small little diner last time I was in uh, Fort Scott, Kansas. Now, do you want white gravy on that or red-eyed gravy? No, white. Yeah, you got to have the white gravy is right. what my belief is. Um, now, Brendan was – he was. I'm, I was telling him about it. He'd never got the point. Like, is it chicken? Is it beef? What is it? It's, it's a minute, beef. That's yeah, Like a minute steak? Like a minute steak or um, – a tenderized steak. Yes. So thin. fried like chicken. Oh, it's so, so they use the same batter and everything that they do. KFC. Yeah, like KFC and then just fry it and it's thin. And it fills up the plate and fills your belly. Oh, and you need some mashed potatoes with yes. the gravy on it. Mm. I can make it. I'll just send you a list. I'll yeah. take you, send you off to the store, young man. <clears throat> and then got country ham. Oh, ham. Ham is – everyone loves ham. Yeah, fresh ham, cured uh, ham, glazed ham. So you know, I have a friend here for her Christmas ham. They actually they don't cook it; they just slice it like you know, ham off the bone. I glaze it and I do the old seventies thing with you know um, pineapples and cherries because oh, yeah, kids like that way. Oh, I'll you send know, some home. We were just talking about. I meant to say that you know we talk about going back to the potato salad. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that Jeanette makes. It. No, I don't know what she does with it. Yes. But she makes a killer potato salad. Her potato salad, no matter what, ever she makes it, always comes out like, well, this is like the best thing. I think we need potato salad. Mm. Can we tell her we're talking about potato salad next week? And then she needs to make make some. some. Mm. We won't be talking about potato salad, but we'll enjoy eating. Yeah. Now, and spiral ham has never made it here. No, because, I don't know, you don't have that uh, – Ham store, whatever. The, what is the name of the ham store? <laughs> oh, I know. Not um, yeah. On, yeah, anyway. Yeah, wait, you know but, what I'm talking about. But all the different companies make it at home. Mom's like, "Why can't you get a spiral ham?" And all yeah. of a sudden, I'm like, "I didn't know I just wanted." Just got to get a butcher to buy the thing first. Yeah, and buy and the just, spiralizer. Well, you know, you could import one, and then and, we could hook up with the butcher. Ooh, or just people have you bring your hams in, and we'll put on a spiralizer for only four ninety five. That's right, a rotation. <laughs> So, yes, and the good thing with ham is it keeps giving. So you can, you know, use your ham hog. And it takes a long time for it to go bad. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's cured. It. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And it was cured. That's the way they used to preserve things before refrigeration. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So now what would be – so is the taste of the South what? Ham? Taste of the South? It's just, know, it's just like everything. Yeah. It's just like – Everything you want more of. Yeah. It's There's just nothing like bland. Every, yeah. Nothing bland. 
everything that you could taste and want more of. And then you taste something else, say, oh, this is so good. And then you forget about the last thing you just said that that was so good yep. and just keep on moving on, you know, because it's just. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, as not Brit- good for your diet or your waistline. Well, I was just going to say. But it's good for your soul. It is absolutely good for your soul. When yeah. Brendan uh, went to Atlanta during the Olympics yeah. and Don Frazier had a heart attack. And we found out that they have an entire hospital just for cardiac care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-storage, large hospital. And I'm going, right. we've had that conversation before. Yeah. I was like, well, have you, that makes sense. You've got to have the best care. Okay. So <laughs> we'll be back with the Ripper Recipe Roundup. <laughs> Still a man. Oh, fat baby back blues. And we're on. Oh, you we're scared back. me then. You woke me up. Okay. <laughs> now. Where are we? We are at 73 Cochran's Road, Moorabbin. And we are open seven days a week. Lockdown can't stop us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are essential, folks. So you can come down from uh, 10 to 5, Monday through Thursday, Friday 10 to 6, Saturday 10 to 5, and Sunday 11 to 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you need us, again, you could get us at podcast at usafoods.com.au. That is correct. Now on to listener mail. That is it. Well, our friend, Megan, who uh, we answered a few of her questions mm-hmm. and I had to apologize. I sent her a note. I said, I slipped into calling you Megan and I know it's Megan. So I've got permission to call her Meg. Okay. So I won't do that again. So thank you for that. Now, she was just saying, you know, we, we were talking about things we love and all that. Now, she, when she goes back home, the things that she's missing and wants to have again is Mexican food. Well, yeah. yes, because she was in California and Texas, so it makes sense. Seas. Mm-hmm. And she'd like to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. See, chain restaurants. We were talking yeah, about a good yeah. chain restaurant, like yeah. Red Lobster, Chili's, yeah, Remember, cheesecake. I, I just... Flashback, just remembering hanging out in front of a cheesecake factory, going inside, and then it's shopping, went to the mall, and went to get a cup of coffee and end up with a piece of cake. <laughs> That's what happens. You know, it used to be in the mall, there'd be like a California pizza, pizza kitchen, or there'd be something. Red Rocket or Red Robin. Red Robin. Yeah. Red Robin's. Well, I used to, I went there a few times. They're there good were, at burgers. And yeah, stuff we there. had a new work. Flaky and, Jake's. Remember Flaky Jake's? No, but no, there's one here. I might be confusing the other one here. Yeah, I don't think there's any more. Um, Black Angus. Yeah. Oh, Big Yellow House. All those things. And um, now, Mother couldn't mm-hmm. believe how quickly we got through everything. She goes, we made very quickly. You got through all those questions. I said, guess what? There's some more we didn't get to, but it's we'll so get fast. to them. Yeah, we we know how to talk fast when we have to. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. And um, so that is the feedback for the moment. Okay. And uh, so- what are we up to? Nah. Recipe rippers to triple R. That is right. So this week, uh, Thursday, hot milled cider. That always reminds me of hot mold. 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 When you say mold, I say mold. You said milled. Milled. M U L L E D. Milled. Now, this brings me back, Mr. Bertino. Yes. Head of the company. Uh huh. To remind you again, we have a customer, Layla. Um, who I know, and she's going, can we get the hot apple cider tea bags that I think Martinelli makes yeah. in Lipton? Uh, well, we never had the Lipton. The, we only one had was the Aspen. Yes. Yes. 
Um, but we just got in celestial seasoning. They have an apple tea. Apple tea, which I think might be quite near to us. So we oh. might have to take one home and experiment. But I think That's a good idea. that might have the same type of seasonings in it. And we'll make a nice milk too. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to try that. Because uh, mm. uh, no, because we only have sparkling Martinelli's at the. That wouldn't work. No, no. That does, you need the flat. Yeah, okay. but but you need the spices. She wants the spices. Yeah. So what they used to? Yeah, they used to have like a bag that yeah. you could do that And I think that, that th- this will be quite. I'm really sure this will be quite similar. Okay. So now, if you're not going to have the mulled wine when mm-hmm. it's cold, then we're going to have corn pudding. We're going to have corn pudding. So yeah. I will give you the so recipe. What's the difference between corn pudding and cornbread well it's um well you know the technical term is it's slushy in the middle oh okay. it's sort of congealed no it's oh, not really it's sort again. of like it's a, goo- it's a gooey center mm-hmm. so i made that i i started putting into my thanksgiving rotation not too long ago and that's the one thing people ask the recipe for oh. <laughs> i was like but hang on what about my other stuff but anyway i'll give that out so to make some mold cider you need two quarts of apple cider, or you can use apple juice. Mm-hmm. Now, that's about two liters. Two quarts is a bit close enough to a liter. Two- well, I'm thinking of mulled wine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is apple uh, cider. cider. This yeah. is, you know, for the non-wine drinkers. Unless and it's so- hard cider. Yeah, yeah. Well, which, you know. <laughs> anyway, let me get back to the recipe. Okay, sorry. All right. So you need two quarts of apple cider, two cinnamon sticks, two whole allspice berries. Or if you want to put a little Asian sort of, you can use star anise. That's quite nice. And two whole cloves and one orange thinly sliced. And then you just heat it and let it steep. Ooh. I personally would double all of the um, seasonings in that. I think that's yeah, a do little taste. bit. Yeah, I would. So I think you and, would. And you do that. what the French call that little bag that when they cook it. Oh, yeah, a bouquet garni. Yeah. But instead of the bouquet garni, you, you put, put the, other, the other stuff, stuff in, in the it. little bouquet. That way you're not picking cloves out of your mouth. <laughs> Try. Well, remember you used to do that? You used to get cloves if you had a toothache? Yes, mm. and chew on it. Ugh. And then I went to the dentist once with the toothache. Yeah. He, he put cloves in there. I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't a It does work. Um, and another good thing, if you are having a winter celebration, mm. just get the crock pot going and put oh, it yeah. in there and just let it just yeah, and then go just, all day. And with a big scoop and people just scoop out. Yep. Yeah. That works really I mean, well. And here in Melbourne, you know, it could be sunny and hot one day and winter the next day. Or That's right. The, or late afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. And you never know. Yes. So now, corn pudding. Yeah, I think you might enjoy this. Okay. So we well, where is it? I don't see any on a table. No, well, I have to make it. So people, get ready. You want your casserole dish? You want to preheat your oven to 325. And then- At 325 Fahrenheit or Celsius? Fahrenheit. I'm going to make these people Google. Okay. Um, okay. And you want um, a 13 by 9 inch baking pan, so lasagna pan, that mm-hmm. sort of shape. What you will need is a half cup of butter softened, a half cup of sugar, two large eggs, a cup of sour cream is sounding good, mm-hmm. one package of Jiffy. Okay. Or any cornbread mix, but Jiffy we have. And a half cup, I don't know why they say 2% milk. I'd go I go full cream. So just go the whole way. One can of whole kernel corn drained <laughs> and one a, can of cream style corn. Yeah. I just think that the 2% milk because they want to cut down on the calories. <laughs> <laughs> so you when you your so your oven is preheated in a large bowl, cream your butter and sugar until light and fluffy. 
add the eggs one at a time, which I never do. I just check it in. I know. I'm beating well after each addition. A beat in sour cream, gradually add muffin mix, um, alternate with the milk, and then the fold in, fold in the corn. It takes all of about five minutes. Uh, pour into your greased baking dish and bake uncovered until set and lightly browned about 45 minutes. There you go. And it is, it's so good. And then you cut it out. You don't and have to it, scoop it out. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's depending on how much you want it set. You yeah. can do that, but it's a nice thing. We do Thanksgiving buffet style, so mm-hmm. everyone can kind of get their own. So those are my recipes. For okay, this week. now next week. Yes. Pop, pop. Not pop music. Corn. Corn, that's it. <laughs> so thank you to Jennifer who said, why don't you do something on popcorn? And we went, mm. yeah. Well, they got an infomercial on going on right now to buy that pot and make your own corn. Oh, corn. Do they? I have yes. not seen that. I will have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, you could buy this big heavy-duty pot, you know, and he says, oh, you put the corn in there, that pops, and then you put your butter. And look, it don't stick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, so Saturday, the sign-off for yes. today, you can do this one. Because okay, this hang on. Hang on. Let me get it. Lady yes. sign-off. This is, you know, another thing about Southern cooking. Mm. So and Miss Amy Patrick said, you know what they say about Southern cooking? Butter's the main course. Everything else is just a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't talk one iota about- Miss Dean. Yeah. Or the other, uh, yeah. Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Yeah, Paula Dean. And her- Her sons. Yes, because they've got the lady. Um, the lady is one of the restaurants, and they've got different restaurants and shows. Mm-hmm. And she makes a- deep- Yeah, they hooked up with Lydia, right? I think so, yeah, because yeah. they're all part of the Food Network yeah. family. That's a, that's a really good uh, blend between Southern and Italian. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, that woman makes a deep fried cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll all be on a diet till next week. That's right. Just talking about it. Don't yeah. even have to eat. That's exactly. <laughs> all, all right. right. Till next week. See you, everybody. Bye.